everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and unfortunately Matt is away this weekend, uh, so he he's missing out on this episode 101. So Start of a new era. Uh, Connor's here, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got to have someone to talk to. I don't know if I do. I question this. I question this. Is Connor better than no one? You know, is monologuing better than talking to Connor? I don't know. Speak, speak up, audience. It this could, is your chance. It could, it could hey, don't say that. They might say all the things you don't want them to say. <laughs> they might. Like, they yeah, might. get rid of Connor. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we talk about comic books. We talk about DC comic books. And coming up on this week's show, we got Detective Comics 979, Wonder Woman 45, The Flash 45, Batgirl 22, The Terrifics number 3, Teen Titans 19, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number 43, Mira Queen of Atlantis number 3, The Silencer number 4, and Titans Annual number 2. Uh, so that's the stuff that's going to be talked about this week. Um, you'll notice the order is slightly different. I've kind of rearranged it because there's a few things that me and Matt read that Connor don't. So I, I specifically split up all the things that will just be me talking about. So I'm not doing two in a row. At least I think I did that. That's what my, my intention I, was. I, I wasn't paying attention enough to, to see if that was we'll true. We'll find out I mean, later. We'll there was find definitely out. a couple right at the end that's just you. but Not back to back. Was it not Mira and then Titans? No, no, Silencer was in between those two. Oh, uh, okay. All right, I'll let you off. Yeah, I've put thought into this. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so, yeah, so that's what's coming up. And Joe, you know it's funny. Like, we, we have had about two solid months of reasonable to big news every week. And for the first time in about two months, we actually really have no news. We have the Eisner nominations. I'll, I mean, we'll talk about those a little bit. We'll have a look at that that and see what see we get nominated. But... Uh, that's pretty much it. That's no, all right. No big announcements. I f- yeah, but this was a good week for it, though, because you know it's not a huge week in terms of books. This would have been a perfect week for it. Yeah, yeah. As soon as we get to you know, oh, the the ending of No Justice, the start of Man of Steel. Yeah, that's what they're going to drop it on us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get your the three and a half hour special episode because they give us all the big news the same week as all the big books. Mm. But hey, uh, so so yeah, the Eisner nominations did, did go out this week. Um, and obviously, I mean, a lot of this isn't specific to DC because obviously anything can be nominated. Uh, but it's probably worth looking at a few categories just, just to see what's there. Uh, there's no DC uh, books in the single issue category. Nothing made up. Nor the best uh, continuing series, series category. Uh, there's a few things we like in there. Uh, Black Black Hammer's in there, uh, which we both like. You like Wicked and Divine, uh, which it. is in there. Uh, Marvel did get a book in there. They got Hawkeye by Kelly Thompson on really? that series. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, Giant Days and Monstrous were the other two books that they made that list. Uh, I read that- the very first issue of Monstrous because it was like triple sized or something like that. And I thought it was pretty good. But I didn't want to read it monthly because it felt like there was so much in that first issue that I couldn't imagine the pace of that with just 20 pages. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah. anyway. uh, best limited series. We did get something in there. Mr. Miracle by Tom King and Mitch Jarrett. Damn right. Uh, is in best limited series. Of course it is. Uh, also, Black Panther, World of Wakanda, Extremity, uh, The Flintstones. So we got another DC book in there, actually. That, and that, that didn't stick out to me quite as first... Because it's yeah, Flintstones. Uh, that popped up in a few categories, I think. Yeah, and then the last one was X Men Grand Design. Uh, so that's your uh, best new series. Uh, no DC from a glance. No Black Bolt, Grass Kings, uh, Maestros, Redlands, and Royal City. I know you like Royal City, so you you can be pleased about Royal that. Royal City is phenomenal. Um, 
I mean, that's Jeff Lemire, so I will get around to it. But uh... it's it it will make you feel things that even me, that the, the soulless one, can feel. Well, Lemire always makes me feel things. It does, doesn't it? Pretty much. So you know, uh, and if we if we dive down, I've good because a lot of categories that, that won't necessarily interest us in terms of what we talk about. Best writer, uh, Tom King has been nominated uh, for the following books: Batman, Batman Annual Number Two, Batman Elmer Fudd Special Number One, and Mister Miracle. Interesting that Batman Annual Number Two has been counted separately for some reason when it's really just part of Batman. Yeah, I think it's because you know if you look at like comicsology, it'll list it separately. Well, a different series at one. Well, do they not now? They used to. Oh, no, no, they don't. They haven't done a long, long time. Oh, okay. They used to list annuals in a separate series for me. Oh, God, no. Yeah, they've not done that. I, I don't even remember seeing that. Never mind. Oh, really? Recently. Okay. Yeah. So, no, no. Uh, same book. So that's just bizarre. Maybe they'll just want to specify that was a really good issue. So, like, nah, list that separately. Yeah. Shockingly, not in the single issues, though. <sighs> yeah, but I know. Weird. Uh, Matt Kent uh, for Grass Kings, Ether, Externity, and Exo Manowar. Um, that, that's across various publishers. That's Boom, Dark Horse, and Valiant. Uh, Jeff Lemire's been nominated for Black Hammer and Descender. Uh, interesting Royal City not, was in the, not Royal City I know, yeah. I know. but Black Hammer and Descender which is Dark Horse and Image uh, uh, Marjorie Liu uh, for Monstrous if I said that even remotely correct uh, and then Mark Russell for The Flintstones has been nominated so uh, I'm almost impressed with those two last ones because they got nominated for one book everyone else was like oh, here's like three or four things they did that yeah really it's good. like look they've, they've had such a, a varied body of work this year that's what and they, you, know, yeah. you have to be really stand out to go no, one book is good enough to counter you know four books from someone else yeah, uh, best penciler uh, slash inker or penciler inker team. Uh, we have Mitch Jarrods from from Mister Miracle. He's been he's been nominated for from our camp, and then there's uh, four others: uh, Isabella uh, Asrenault and for Louis Undercover or Louis Undercover maybe actually. Uh, Gary Gianni for Hellboy Into the Silent Sea. From Dark Horse, obviously. Uh, Ramon K. Perez for Jane uh, from Arkea. Uh, and then David Rubin uh, for Black Hammer issue 9 and 12. Ether, Sherlock Frankenstein 1 to 3. But there's four of those, right? That wasn't just a three. There was, but I think the fourth one came out this You know, it was in, in the, the year. Ah, okay, I see what you mean. Okay, it wasn't that he didn't do the fourth one. It's just that wasn't in the, the, the time. It wasn't in the calendar year, which yeah, is what okay. I assume this is. And then Beowulf. Uh, so, yeah, Ruben did a lot of things, basically, in the yeah. last year. Some great work. Um, so, so yeah, uh, I mean, maybe best uh, best cover artist as well, we'll, we'll just mention. Uh, Jorge Corona, uh, number one with a bullet from Image. That's what I thought. Nick Derrington from Mr. Miracle for DC and Doom Patrol from DC. Uh, Brian Star- uh, Stelfreeze for Black Panther, obviously Marvel. Uh, Sena Takedi for Monstrous from Image, and Julian Totino uh, Tedesco from Hawkeye, obviously Marvel. So there you go. Oh, well, I suppose we mentioned, mentioned coloring as well. Actually, I-, I didn't go down this far when I was looking at them earlier. I was like, oh, there's a coloring category. Uh, so Emil Ferris uh, for my favorite thing is Monsters from Fantagraphics. Uh, Mitch Gerrards for Mr. Miracle. So Mitch Gerrards basically getting his name yeah. thrown out across the board here uh, which is really great to see because we love his work uh, Ed Pisker for X-Men Grand Design David Rubin again for all the same things we mentioned before Dave Stewart for Black Hammer BPRD Devil You Know Hellboy Into the Silent Sea Sherlock Frankenstein Shalon Cowboy and uh, Maelstrom so a lot of stuff from, from Dave Stewart yeah. and then finally Rosemary Valley O'Connell for What Is Left from Shortbox okay. the, the obvious snub for me is Jodie Belair 
Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, well, I, I feel weird talking about because I was like questioning whilst not even bringing these up, and I think it's worth saying just just for the like here's the ones that are getting the prestige and uh, making them known. But I was questioning whether not to bring them up because because it is industry wide and it's not just DC, which is obviously what we talk about and what we care about. Um, you know, there's a lot of categories there who don't even have a DC thing in it, and it's like okay, yeah. so these things have been nominated, and like you know, obviously we know some of them, we don't know some of the others, and you know, uh, so. Uh, there's like full categories here where we there's nothing we have an opinion on out of the five options. Sure. So you know it's just a it's a weirder thing to talk about given that we're a, a focused show about one one publisher. But hey ho, that's that. Um, there was kind of something on Twitter, but I'll save that for when we're talking about one of the books because it kind of ties into into one of them. So um, I have no idea what you're referring to there. That's okay. You can be surprised uh, usually I feel like when you when you tease these things I kinda of go, Okay, I know I know what you're getting at. I have no clue. Uh I, I did see um the final issue of the Detective Comics team got resolicited with uh, uh with different artists. Um we've got the artist back from the, the start of the of the, the run for the final issue instead of whoever it was supposed to be. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Uh Gives, gives it a bookend vibe, yeah. bookend quality to the end of the run. That's cool. Uh, so, I guess without further ado, we'll get into comics. And we're just only 10 minutes in and we're getting to comics. This is weird. I'm, I'm used to it being like 30, 40 minutes before we get to the books now. Yeah, yeah. Brisk episode this week. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. The books might... The books might uh, I, I just mean comparatively. We've just yeah. knocked off half an hour compared to the last two months. That, that, is, that is very true. So... We will get cracking into the books then. Uh, we'll start off with Detective Comics 979, James Tenney in the fourth, and Phil Brion is on the art. And of course, we're we're starting with the the, the, the OMAC, you know, they're all taking over, all the soldiers. Tim's been taken over. And much of this issue is actually inside Tim's body, head, slash OMAC, where he's kind of like held captive in a sort of like in his consciousness by the general. And he's kind of watching as like Cass is fighting him, and he's trying to like tell himself not to hurt Cass, and it's not quite working. And Batman and uh, Batwoman and Kane are trying to figure figure out what's going on as they're being attacked, and it's all going down. And perhaps the most uh, gut wrenching part of it is when you hear like Batwoman and Batman kind of talking about why this might be happening and who's behind this, because they don't really know about the general, and like someone says, "Hey, this was Tim's thing," like you know, and. Even Batman has to like sort of acknowledge the possibility that this is some way involved in Tim. Tim's behind this in some way, and Tim is, inside his head's like, "It's not me." It is worth noting that even after, you know, T- Tim's come back, and you know, we we did the future Tim stuff. He still wants to continue the the program in some capacity. Batman's like, "No, we're shutting yeah. this down." But Tim has been pushing to to keep it going in some variation. Yeah, absolutely. So there, there is, and to be to Batman's credit, he does later on say, "Okay, it's clear Tim's involved in some way, but he's not necessarily willing to admit that he's behind it." So yeah. you know, he's still holding out hope for Tim, and that he's not just went nuts. Uh, I will say, and now admittedly, this bothers me more as a digital reader. But even in print, this usually annoys me when they do this. Is when you have to turn the page to read something. It bothers me a little bit digitally because I have to lock my tablet. Hmm. Instead of just because oh, you know usually it's on auto rotate, so I just turn. But here it's like okay, lock, then turn it to see what, it. Which you always want on anyway for double page spreads because you have to turn them for double page spreads. So right, exactly. So then uh, you got to turn it back off after. I'm just not a big fan of it in general, and it's especially annoying in digital because I have to like stop and manually lock the tablet and then turn it 
and so I, I I like it in in print because I like the effect that it has. It's very disorientating. Mm. In digital, it's just a bit of a hassle. Funnily enough, not the only book I read this week that does this. Oh, so when I read it, this was it an old DC book. It is, yes. Okay, we'll find out. Oh, so Hal and Pals probably then. Yeah, basically, <laughs> but I'll, I'll explain the big moment in that. But like here, I like the effect of okay, it's all turned on its head, it's all sideways, it's all you know, it's slipping out of balance as Tim's kind of losing himself inside the the OMAC stuff. I like that effect. It's just hassle as digital reading to you know lock, unlock, turn. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can achieve some of that effect without doing it, and ultimately, it makes me stop reading, do you know, tinker with a button or two to get to actually be able to read the page. It just takes me out of it. It just it, it stops my flow and dead on. Yeah, no, like I say though, uh, in in the page, I like I like turning the page and getting it as it's going, but. I do wonder if, if we, you know, as we move more and more towards digital being the, the standard, uh, I wonder if we move away from yeah. these techniques. I, I kind of hope so. And I'll be honest, I don't even love it in print because I think anything that requires me to alter how I hold the, the thing I'm reading. Now, I know I'm flipping the tablet back and forth for double page spreads, um, but that's kind of simple. And I, that's so ingrained into my head that I'm doing that. Like, I just immediately know, oh, it's, it's went smaller, I have to flip it. Like, it's just, it's so like part of my my body language my muscle memory that it doesn't I don't even think about it. it just happens without you know any like consideration for it whereas even in print in the past when i've read this i still have to go oh wait i have to flip they have to hold it up you know vertically to... uh, that, that doesn't bother me at all no it, it bugs me it still takes me out because i have to stop and think about the f- that i need to do it uh so i'm just not a big fan of the technique but hey uh so so now there's a lot of the general like taunting tim's ear um, and ultimately, the issue we get some fighting, we get them trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, Batman comes back to the cave, and the Cassie, okay, and Cass is all. It's Tim. It's the, this. It's that. And... I, I like the idea of you know, it's it's pretty effective to show us how powerful Omak is by taking out Cass because we've seen how you know we we know how good a fighter Cass is. Oh yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So by using her as the the benchmark, it tells you a lot. Yeah, and then of course the. The the main like one of the, one of the OMAC soldiers they get reprogrammed and one becomes a Batman uh, program but you know Batman uh, or Pax Batmana uh, yeah. which obviously we've heard before um, and it all kind of builds up to like the the the, the OMAC squad ba- basically rebuild the Belfry it's Belfry two and we kind of end in this big cliffhanger and to try and break through Tim Batman and Cass go to Steph we actually get Stephanie Brown back which obviously delighted me. Uh, greatly, uh, still really hope she's got a place when this run's done somewhere. Uh, don't, don't don't let me down, DC. Thank you. Uh, so, but no, so they got your her, and she's. Uh, I, I like how she's she's drinking a purple drink because that's yeah. a color. Yeah, I I assume it's grape. Probably yeah, probably. But uh, it's just one of those little subtle touches. It's it's, it's the Power Rangers rules where they always have to be wearing their color. This is kind of like that, where she has to be drinking a purple drink because that's it is, and color. you can't see much of it. But she is wearing a purple top. You know, you can see just the straps. Yeah, yeah. So even we... even just the uh, yeah. There's just a lot of purple in the frame. There's a couple of purple books in the shelf. There's some purple in the photos at the back. There's just yeah, a, there's the wall enough... has a vaguely purple tint to it. Yeah, or even in the top panel when Batman and Cass come in the room, it's not. I don't even think it actually has a purple couch. It's just the lighting because it's nighttime. It gives mm. this purple effect to it. So, um, so no, there's obviously some choices there. It just give a very purple feeling. Uh, so obviously we're gearing up here. We've got what like two issues left. Three issues left of this run. 
something like that. Yeah, yeah. 81 or 82 is the last one. Um, so we're gearing up. So I can see it being quite heartbreaking. Uh, Cash try to break through to, to Tim. Or sorry, Steph try to break through to Tim, I should say. And um, I mean, Cass can try as well. She, yeah, she probably can. She probably, she might. She'll at least punch something because it's Cass. Yeah, she'll probably fail, but she can try. But... No, uh, so it was very much a setup issue in that sense. But what it was setting up was was kind of exciting. Obviously, a lot of it was about tormenting Tim that he can't do anything right now, and the idea that everyone else thinks he might be responsible for this. Uh, so we can maybe deal with the, the emotional fallout for that. But of course, uh, the fact that we see Batman's not ready to just believe that it's Tim is kind of like okay, right? So we're not not all is lost. He still believes in his son here. Yeah. So that's yeah, it's good stuff. This is not a solid issue. I was excited to see Steph back, uh, and the big cliffhanger of like having the, the new tower and like try to take over Gotham. It gives us big stakes, big city wide stakes for the for the rest of the arc. So yeah, and it's it's really nice we finally begin to this you know packs about mana stuff that we've been you know teasing for quite a while. Yeah, I don't mind it been teased for a long time. No, that's something. No, no, I don't. I'm saying, I, that wasn't a complaint. I'm saying it's exciting yeah. to finally be getting to it. Yeah. Um, it's just because you've complained with, I don't know if it's been a lot of comics necessarily, but you've complained in the past about teasing stuff being dragged out too long. Yeah, so sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So, so uh, the tech was good. I don't have a whole lot more to add about this issue, really. It was, it was pretty straightforward. No. It is very much, okay, this is the middle of the arc issue. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move on then. Uh, we'll move on. There's no action, which is usually next. Uh, although that said, it'll be different uh, going forward because action's only once a month. Uh, it will be week four, so it would be this week. But still, things are changing. It's weird. Uh, but next up, Wonder Woman, number 45. Uh, James Robinson writing. Uh, Marco Santucci and Emanuela Lupacino on the art. Uh, you stopped reading this. Oh, oh, I was like, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm out. And I, like... If Matt was going to stop, I was going to stop because, you know, I was like, oh, well. I, and, I and then you heard, oh, okay, well, the run's coming to an end. I might as well stick it out. Well, no, I'm still reading it as well, though. Well, that, that was still kind of in play. Yeah, okay. Uh, but you, you did say you were more inclined to stick it out now that you know that there's... Oh, no, that's true, too. That is that's also true. Uh, but Matt's just not here this week. Um, and yeah, so you, you had to read it all on your own. I did, and it's... So the issue's a lot of fighting. There's the, there's the, the Amazon parademons, because remember the, they got infected, because Grail went into Themyscira, and you know, the whole... Oh, yes. yes like, the right. feet didn't touch the floor, therefore she can go back. Sure, that bollocks. Which, you're going to love this. Jason then says, wait, if that applies to her, that applies to me. So Jason goes through the portal, and Jason's in Themyscira, and he's like, Mom! And Hobbalt's like, Son, I never thought I'd see you again. So they have like a touching embrace. <laughs> She's like, who the shit are you? And it's all it's all very, like, all that was making me grow. The actual fighting was fine, like, you know, uh, Wonder Woman fighting Darkseid, whatever. It was, it was brisk enough to read in that sense, so I can't, I can't complain too much about the pacing. But, uh, yeah, everything with Jason was just awful. Because it actually starts with Steve narrating, and... He actually, like, he sees like Jason like, sort of make make the, the leap, and even though it's dangerous to go to Themyscira, and he actually says in his narration, "You know, I'm actually, I hate to admit this, but I'm starting to like Jason." And I'm like, "No!" <laughs> oh, don't I bet Matt loves this issue. Oh god, don't 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 try and force your. No, you're going to start liking him soon, guys. Just prepare. Like, no, we don't. We don't. This, this is Robinson going. Hey, look, he's going to wear you down. He's such a dull, bland, uninteresting character there's nothing about him that is remotely engaging at all uh but he he goes and he comes back he escapes back through uh Hippolyta gives she's holding like a spear and she's like hey take a spear to remember me by because <laughs> it's what i've got on me <laughs> and he's like fine 
So he's got a spear. Um, and he comes back. And they close the portal because they beat Dark Side. How did they beat Dark Side, you might ask? Well, Wonder yeah, Woman. I, I saw a headline this week saying this sets up Dark Side's state of mind for you know going forward. Mm-hmm. Well, Wonder Woman beats Dark Side by basically reaching out to all of the people that he killed to let him grow again. So like, I love gods. all of you souls, you know Zeus and everyone else. Like, I love you all. That and badass all... Hercules. Sorry. That badass Hercules that we got earlier. Ah, yes, Hercules too. Everyone, I love you all. My 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 father, my my brothers and sisters. You, you, I love you all. And the spirits of all these people leave Dark Side. It's very Deus, Deus Ex Machina. They just she thinks of this idea. That, if I, I I know they're gods, but come on. She's like, I can if I can reach out to them. I don't have to fight them with my fists. And I'm like, what's going to happen here? And she just says, okay, I love you all. Please come. And, and she, they just all kind of leave leave his body, uh, and he disintegrates. And oh, we won. Okay. I I know comics often have no stakes because people don't stay dead. Mm-hmm. But well, no, I think they're still the dead. Yeah, but what, what, what the shit's the point in... Uh, they could have just left at any time. Why, why would they have stayed there if they could just leave? Oh, because after... No, I, I mean, I don't want to stick up for this because it's still a complete Deus Ex Machina, but the, the, the argument isn't they could just always leave any time they wanted. They can only leave because Wonder Woman's given them... You know, it's just like Wally been stuck in the Speed Force. He's a lightning rod. Alright, fine. Same difference. Uh, okay. So... Obviously, I didn't read this, so I'm just taking the way you were saying it. No, no, that part makes sense to me. She's saying that because she's reaching out to them, that she can get breakthrough and you know open a door essentially. Uh, it's just out of nowhere, and it's like okay, okay, this yeah. is the thing. Uh, but uh, so Dark Side disintegrates, so everything seems fine, and then the last page is because like, they all were like, oh, I wonder where Dark Side went. Is he is he is he dead? It's like nah, he's never dead for long, <laughs> or something to that effect. I'm not looking at the, the page right now, but it was something to that that, that that extent. And we cut to the last page, and he, in his own silhouette, you don't get to see him, right? You don't get, like, get to see him in detail, but his own silhouette, he seems thinner. He seems like he's probably the, the design that he's in Justice League Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, where he looks a bit younger and sort of teenage looking. And, but his own silhouette, so I'm only like assuming that because I've seen that design from the future material. But his own silhouette, and he basically is like, where am I? Who am I? What's going on? And that's kind of dead. So he doesn't know who he is. That's way less interesting than, you know. Just, uh, I mean, uh, I, I I, actually assume this has come uh, at request of this is where we want him for Odyssey. Mm-hmm. But in general, I think that's less interesting. Is you know, we, we were sold as the, the, the Hannibal Lecter-style villain that they get. Uh, and, uh, I mean, if he doesn't well, no, know you, who he is... Well, you say we were sold as that. We got, like, one or two comments when no, they tried to ask about him. Right, right. That's, that's what they said. That, that's what we've been given. So I'm like, okay, this is that immediately changes my expectations, and I'm a little bit disappointed based on what I was told. I'm not disappointed actually. I mean, this, no? this was this was a bad issue, but I actually I like the idea of having him on the team as a ticking time bomb, where he he's an ally for now when he doesn't know who he is. But when does he remember? And if yeah. he remembers, and he will eventually, right? Because he's not going to be this forever. But like when he does eventually get his memories back. Does he play along for a while and pretend that he's still like you know oblivious dark side? Does he have this weird different like opinion of everyone because he's been kind of on the team with like this group of people for a while? Um, how does the Justice League Odyssey team interact with them, knowing who he really is, but having to pretend they don't know? 
or you know, like, I think there's potential here. There's a lot of possibilities to come from this. As much as you know, law amnesia is is you know a story trope because it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think there's potential here with this because he's dark side. He's so goddamn powerful and evil. Dark side freaking is, but he doesn't know who he is, and they've kind of like talked him into being like an ally. Uh, no, I get that. I think if I hadn't heard you know the the the, the comments that they said about him before, I'd be okay mm. with it. But uh, now I'm. I'm disappointed, not because of what this is inherently, just because it's not what I thought it was. Because of well, what, what they, they said. still treat him like Hannibal Lecter, they still sort of keep him locked up and stuff, and he just doesn't understand why. Yeah, but I think like the the appealing part of the Hannibal Lecter relationship is he's kind of evil incarnate, and he knows it. So, and he's intentionally toying with them. Hmm. Yeah, like I say, I'm not I'm not opposed to this. I I I feel like I feel like you often get disappointed based on what they sold something to you as. And I feel like that never bothers me. I never really care about what someone sold to me as. I just care about the, the content itself. Um, I think it's, you know, you're told something, you get excited by it, and then it's something else entirely. It's that, that, That's disappointing to me. Yeah, but I feel like I, I just I, I really have this problem where oh they told they sold me it is this or the or if it's a movie the trailers told me it was going to be this like I almost never feel bothered by that. Okay. For whatever reason, it just never bothers me. I I, I just I don't know if if the if the story works or the movie works or whatever it works and I don't know I feel like I I'm really uh, have my opinion altered in any way by what my expectations were based on previous material. I don't know. I just it's, I, I get you're not alone in this. This this bugs other people too. Like I don't think it's just you, but for some I've just never really gotten that. Like I understand the in theory, and I under like and I, I and I've almost like tried things again in the past because I, I look back and go, oh maybe my expectations are why I didn't like said thing, and I'll go back and reread it or rewatch it. And it almost never makes a difference. I, I'm almost always still just disappointed because oh, the thing itself just doesn't work for me. Oh, fair enough. That makes sense. I think I'm a, a little bit more forgiving with movie trailers because I understand there's a separate marketing department doing uh, that. They're, they're always bullshit. <laughs> it's right. kind of like comic covers, but they're, they're often bullshit. <laughs> right. I think this is a little bit different because it was the creators themselves yeah. talking about it. Uh, well, maybe, it felt... well, maybe it's just a case of it morphs into that. It just doesn't start that way. No, no, maybe. Maybe maybe them saying that isn't an outright lie. Maybe it's just that no, it's just that's where it gets to. Uh, quite possibly. I don't know. Um, but hey, uh, so no, that's where it leaves off. There's a few things this week actually. There's a few books this week that sort of end with things setting up. What's coming up soon? Uh, yeah, yeah, there is. So, so no. I mean, as for the issue of Wonder Woman, yeah, it was still kind of what it was. It's, uh, it's another issue of Robinson's Wonder Woman, is what it, you're saying. Basically, yeah. But it, it wasn't as like absolutely mind-numbing as a couple of the recent ones have been. There was there was that one, the one that Jason showed back up at the end of in his new armor. That that was like easily the worst uh, issue. Of the to be fair run. to the run, the best ones have probably been where it's just here's an action sequence because it's rarely been a problem from an art perspective. The oh no, yeah, the art's been pretty fine. good. So there's been some, you know, oh, it's just a fun action sequence and the, behind that. The Silver Swan stuff veered away from Jason more than the other stuff, so that was definitely the best of the run so far, yeah. but it's rough stuff. I don't know. Nearly yeah. over, though. Couple more months. Couple more months, and it's done, so uh, I'll probably stick it out, because I, I don't want to just miss a couple of issues before the next bit starts. And you'll stick through the Orlando stuff as well. Hey, I may be, he's better than a soul character, so it may not be bad. No, that's fair. May not be bad. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, uh, so so that was Wonder Woman, uh, which will take us on uh, to The Flash, number 45, Joshua Williamson and Christian Dus uh, doing the art. Uh, this is an exciting issue. I was excited to get into this issue. This is the first thing I read. This was, I got my books, and I'm like, 
Flash's first. Because Flash has kind of risen. See, over the past like two or three months, Flash has risen to being the, the one that's maybe the most exciting for me on the weeks that it's out. It, give or take, obviously... It depends if there's like a you know a doomsday clock out that week or or so on. Yeah. But out of the regular books, it's kind of risen to being like kind of first on the or at least in the first couple that I, I'll get to. And uh, this uh, I, I don't like this point. Obviously, it was a, largely a Fallout issue uh, after Perfect Storm. Yeah, I mean it was an epilogue. It was so. yeah, and it was wrapping up all these things. But the reason why I was excited, of course, was because I knew that the Wally Iris stuff was coming in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it bookended the issue with it because it started with him getting the flowers from that, that flower shop that he talked about in the annual that he always yep. went to. Uh, and the other speedsters are around about the city and they're, you know, cleaning things up, getting all the businesses back up on their feet, all the destruction that happened during during Perfect Storm, all, dealing with all that. And we get all the various kind of fallout scenes. We, we get Barry going to uh, Kristen. We get Barry going to Mina. Um, we get, you know, all the all these scenes. We get uh, Wally, young Wally, that is, with Avery. They see Mina. And then, you know, Damien shows up to set up uh, the new Teen Titans stuff. He's like, hey. And, like, Wally's like, ah, you're just pissed because I, I, I caught you over there. Which is funny because there was a couple of references to that, this issue. Because later on, uh, Barry's like, oh, Iris, how did you know I was here already? He's like, you're the Flash, not Batman. <laughs> you're stomping yeah. around. So the, so the book was just full of these little nice character beats that I think played off very well. Obviously, the Godspeed, the God, the Godspeed, the Godspeed, scene uh, particularly interesting because there's a, an ominous voice telling him that he can help solve him help solve his brother's murder and i think there's, there's a lot of like red herrings in this scene or at least one big red herring where it feels very manhattan-y in a lot of ways because there's a blue tint and there's a blue outline in the speech bubbles however it is not the manhattan speech bubble because this manhattan speech bubble is completely it's blue, blue with the white isn't it? it's solid blue in the background whereas this was a blue outline around the regular speech bubble so I, I think it might even be intentionally kind of like hey this is kind of like a manhattan-esque thing but i don't think it is no i don't think it is either if anything i think it might be uh zoom it might be Zolomon. yeah i think that's the most logical you know, given that we know we've yeah. been setting that up, we know where we're going. Unless, of course, this is setting stuff up for after Flash War, in which case it's got nothing to do with him, and this is like setting stuff up for down the line, which is also cool if they're doing it's that. It's a possibility, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so that that was cool. Um, like I say, I like the Mina stuff, where she's like still saying, "Oh, like I mean, yeah, like I, I didn't want to kill anyone, but and as much as Grudge is controlling me, I still actually believe the Speed Force is dangerous, and you're kind of blinded by it." But you know, he still had a nice moment with the, with the kids coming in and you know having the having the yeah the awkward facial expressions aside, um, a little bit awkward. I did actually like the art for the most part. I, I, think I, I agree for the most yeah. part. Works, it's just there's a handful of faces here or there that just look weird. Yeah, I actually do. I really like, I like the detail in the hair and the facial hair from Edus. Does it see the opening when Wally goes to the the the, 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 florist, mm. the florist and the the guy's mustache? I thought, man, that's a good mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. That that was my first thought when I looked at that page. Is that is a damn good mustache. He does the stubble very well, doesn't he? He does. Uh, yeah, I think whenever he falls down, he makes the eyes a little bit big, so the, the the facial expressions feel a bit. It's it's the eyes and the mouths feel yeah. a bit just they, they feel disproportionate and like, like Wally's mouth specifically on that panel just yeah. looks wrong. I don't hate it. It's just kind of like it's over exaggerated. Uh, I, I agree, it's a criticism. It doesn't take me out of it though. I, I think it still at least fits for the most part with the art as a whole, as opposed to. Uh, fair enough. I think I think it does take me out because typically it's better than that. But then there's a mm. handful of panels that just look really over exaggerated, where most of them are quite refined. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the sort of thing where about a time. Maybe if I had more time for the issue, maybe that's the yeah, sort of maybe. thing that would be ironed out. But. Uh, so no, I like that. Obviously, Damien setting up new Teen Titans. Uh, not not well, not new Teen Titans. We you know what I mean. The the new 
Teen Titans. Direction yeah. on Teen Titans. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's cool. And you know, Avery's back off to Justice League of China. So it's kind of like spin all these things back out. But she, all, does, she does uh, yeah, want Molly to go with her, though. She does, she does. Although, given that that book seems to be ending, uh, he's made Probably the right a good call. Job. He's not, yeah. yeah. Made the right call there. But we all build up. So we go through all these epilogue things, and Kristen feels bad about Godspeed, and Barry's kind of like, oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't tell her that I'm the one that let him out. <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't yeah. go bad. But of course, he's like, no, hopefully it works out for the better, and we don't find him in a crime scene next time. So, well, I hope you're mm. right, Barry. I, you know, I appreciate your optimism, but, you know, I worry. So I like I like that it was kind of like dealing with all these all the various characters we've had all these supporting characters it was kind of like rounding off all these things that, not 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 in general just for this part of the story this part of the arc this part of the run more more specifically yeah. and it all builds up of course to the Barry and Iris because obviously he's going through all these supporting cast so naturally Iris is the finale Iris is the one where he's he's, he's building up to mm. and they have a bit of a heart to heart and she's like no I want to learn about the Flash and she pulls out the suit from his ring and. I want to know about the Flash. I want to know what you're like. You know, you've got earpieces in your 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 yeah. What what music are you listening horns. to? And then she plays it, and it's Neil deGrasse Tyson. Tyson, just like you listen to science books. <laughs> well, you're right around. You're such a nerd. And you get your big full page kiss with the the light yeah. behind them. It's all very I, romantic. I, I really love the um the focus effect mm. on this because you know you know the the foregrounds you know out of focus. It's something I feel like I don't see a lot in comics. It's funny because I think one of the biggest things in film is is focus. Like that's that's, right. part, that's that's like half the cinematography is framing; the other half is what is in focus. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's not really true. There's movement and all sorts of other things to take. Yeah, movement, lighting, you know, but, all the other stuff. But, but in terms of a single frame, that's your two big things: is what's actually in the frame and what is in focus. And I feel like comics maybe should use focus a little bit more to differentiate. Yeah, because it. It makes this page really stick out because it is. I say I don't see it very often, but it, it really focuses in on you know Barry and Iris like it should. It's part. It's one of the things I always talk about with the 3D movies where I feel like the 3D effects really fake, and I actually find that just having like something in the foreground out of focus in a regular 2D movie is actually much more effective to giving it layers than the actual stupid gimmicky 3D effect where it's like oh it's like a pop out book. There's a bit that's in the front and a bit in the back. That's fair. And I feel like no, that's, that's comics could do the same thing. They could have a bit of focus play. With what yeah, doing. I think they get away with it a lot because it's small panels, and you know, there isn't much space for focus. There is, yeah, because you, you you could clutter the, the the panel too much by having a lot of stuff around the edges just for focus sake. Just to say, oh, there's something in the foreground out of focus, so we have to draw that in. But when you get to these bigger pages and other you know wider panels, especially. Mm. Like it just just flicking through a couple of panels. There's a you know a panel with um, new Wally just at the at the bottom, and uh, a couple of pages later, Wally's at the bottom, and then you got Barry and Iris a bit behind. Like a little bit of focus would not go amiss. Yeah, no. Uh, so uh, but yeah, so so they have about the heart to heart, and Barry's like, okay, so now you're getting told everything. So that uh, and, and I mean that I'm going to tell you everything, which means this. And she's like, what? What's going on? And Wally comes in with with these flowers with the tulips. And she's like, "Oh, who are you?" And I've got a cat scratching at my door. Yeah. she's like, "Well, yeah, you're clearly the other Flash because you know the hair. That's uh, that's pretty obvious." And obviously, Wally's been sending her the the flowers for a week or every week. So you know she she she's putting two and two together there. Sorry, I'm back there. You can stop panicking and stumbling over your words. <laughs> I wasn't actually. I was just rereading it and I realized it wasn't. What, I thought it was flowers a week, but it was flowers every week. 
<laughs> anyway, so she she's like, okay, you're the other Flash because the hair. It gives it away. That that those ginger locks. I just said that. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't really listening to you. No, I know. Clearly. <laughs> I wanted to mention. I didn't get a comment on it because I was too busy over there dealing with a cat. All right. This is, this is why I tried to get it out of the way. <laughs> well, tough. It's getting mentioned again. So. Wally well, basically breaks down. He's like, I can't do this. I can't do this again. Uh, like, I've, you know, because he's done it with a few other people. He's like, No, I can't do this. And he backs away. And Iris grabs his arm. He's like, No, it's okay. It's fine. And then she's like, if There's a pause. I say pause. There's a panel where they look at each other. And then she's like, Wally. And it's like, You remember? And she, you know, she's like, yeah. And they all they hug. They cry. Barry's wiping a tear away. It's all very emotional. It's all very big. And 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 you know. Just, just it's hitting. It's we've been waiting for this for so long. It's kind of hitting the marks that you wanted to hit. And then she says, "Where's everyone else?" Yeah. Where are the others? And he's like others. Who are you talking? And then he like sort of like you know spark. He's like he's having a main like speed force seizure with the the lightning. And Barry's like, "What's wrong?" And he's like, "Barry, I remember." And uh, final page, full page layout. I remember everything. And there's just like all these splintered panels behind them of the original New Teen Titans that he was on, uh, of him and Bart, of just various it's things from the wedding. history. The wedding. Yeah, the wedding. All that stuff. And I mean, we, we kind of heard a while ago that he was probably going to find out about his kids in Flash War. And that was really exciting to learn that that was going to be a thing. And mm. uh, I'm really excited about this. And him wanting to get, get his family back, him wanting to have his kids back, Iris knowing his kids. Yeah. All of this is tantalizing. It is. It really is. I was pumped when I read this, but I, I put this down. I was like, "Damn it! I can't wait for the Flash now." <laughs> Next issue, I want it. Give it to well, me. Well, you've got two whole weeks to wait. Damn it! Um, yeah. And obviously, I mentioned earlier on there was some stuff in Twitter. I was referring to Flash-related stuff because there's a lot of Flash War teasing going on in the last couple of days. Uh, Tom King was saying, "Oh, I've read the first chapter of Flash War. It's fantastic," and the the, the Fallout is going to hit the entire DCU. We've had a few writers and artists tweet that, that the, the Fallout is going to be like a big line-wide thing. Mm. And he mentioned that he was writing part of the Fallout. Now, whether that means that there's some Flash Ripple thing that happens in Batman, whether that means someone's going to the Sanctuary, or whether that means Tom King's writing something else that we don't know about yet. And it's worth mentioning that Tom King uh, has mentioned in the past month or two that he's been writing secret comic projects that he can't talk about. You know, he's, there's been a couple of weekends where he's like, oh, this weekend I was writing a secret thing I can't talk about. And and so yeah. on. Uh, so Do you know, one of the things I'd love, but I don't think they've they've done. You know, you know how mm. we've been saying. Do you know what? It'd be really cool if Wally took over as the as the Flash after mm-hmm. Flash War, and Barry took a break or whatever. You know, whatever. And that's in one of these panels when he's with Bart in this panel. That's him as Flash. It is, yeah. Um, uh, but we we've kind of gone. Oh, maybe not because the things that we've seen, you know, or the the Justice League stuff. It's it's yeah. it's Barry there, right? That that's what it looks like. Yeah, the one kind of hope that maybe it wasn't Barry in the new Justice League stuff was that, you know, after like all this stuff, like Wally's not in the Titans anymore, so where is he? What's he doing? Yeah. Well, here's what I think. The best thing they could possibly do is go, yeah, all those covers, they were just stand-ins, and then do new co- and then do the same cover again, but just with Wally Flash there. Yeah, or maybe what they could do is, like, no, that is Barry, but while Barry's doing Justice League stuff, Wally's the Flash in the city. It could be. And the main book becomes more of a Wally book. Like, I mean, it's not entirely It's impossible. got less ramifications for the DCU as a whole, though, in that way. Oh, sure. 
But, like, I don't know if the ramifications for the whole are necessarily just that Wally's going to become the Flash again. No, no, that's true. Uh, I could see it being different things. And I wonder, like, does he get his family back by the end? Does it actually, like, you know, ripple some of the old timeline back in? Not all of it. I don't expect all of it or, you know, whatever we're going to get until the end of Doomsday Clock. But mm-hmm. does it actually rewrite at least part of the Kind of like how Superman Reborn did the Superman stuff a little bit. Like, Yeah, yeah, it's true. Does, does Flash War actually give us some more status quo changes for the Flash in general? We'll find out over the next few months. And it ends in July, so if we're going to get any like new books spinning out of Flash War, and it sounds like we could do, because if Tom King is writing, like, say, a mini that he's not been allowed to talk about that does spin out of it, or whatever, or if there's a new ongoing that spins out of it, we're going to hear about it for the August solicits. Yeah, I mean, we had that news just last week, right, that there might be a new Flash book coming. We did, yeah, that rumour, yeah, that was last week. Which, so. you know, and, and they were lined up for August, and we speculated at the time, well, that lines up with the end of Flash War. And here again, we're having creators on Twitter say, hey, big ramification is going to, you know, ripple throughout the DCU. Yeah, and like like, uh, like I said a few times last week, it lines up. I can see it. It lines up really well. So here's here's hoping, here's hoping good things. Uh, but no, regardless, uh, super exciting. I uh, uh, love the issue. Um, Very good issue. So now we'll move on. We'll move on to Batgirl number twenty-two, the second last issue from Hope Larson um, and Caillou Jung on the art for this one. Uh, Strange Loop Part One. Uh, I think the title gave away what this was going to be because all through the issue I was like, okay, when's it going to like you know come back round and we're going to realize. Interestingly, I kind of skimmed over the title. I I, I just I just knew the title from solicits and stuff. I, t- I don't remember those far back. Unless it's like a big one, like Flash War, yeah. you know, like for whatever reason, jokes I, and riddles. For whatever reason, I just I remembered that her last story was going to be Strange Loop, and mm-hmm. I just so she she, she she's break, you know not breaking it, but she's she's bursting into this home where this you know this this asshole husband is trying to take his kid, and he's got his wife and child at gunpoint, and uh, I actually the 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 sick part of me kind of loved the line where. Uh, the the mom's like, hey, you're going to shoot me in front of your child? It's like, ah, okay, I'm rich enough, I can pay for the therapy. <laughs> like, that, 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 that's a darkly funny line, but I, I yeah, it was. A, I'm rich as f, I can afford to pay for it. Yeah, uh, but Batgirl comes in, and stop, tries to put a stop to this, but he shoots her with whatever this gun is, this fancy tech gun, and she gets like paralyzed for a little bit, but she gets back up. She sort of, did, you know, de-escalates the situation. Cops show up. She's got a headache, and the issue kind of goes through her. She runs into Kai. From the from the first arc in, of uh, Larson's run, from uh, you know when she was in Asia, and she runs into like another friend from Asia, the one who uh, was the, the fighter, and it's like all this weird stuff, and it's like oh, and she's feeling kind of out of it, and the entire time I was like, okay, this is all not real, this is all like, in her head, or it's all looping around, or yeah. Something. See, I was really glad when he got to that reveal because I was like, this is like for a start, like, it was like it was really weird to me the way the cops reacted because I was like, aren't, aren't they like? not friends with bad girl right now didn't we just have that whole thing where she was creeping mm-hmm. around with gordon because the cops were kind of antagonistic yeah, no, 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 all that's i up. was like that, that was weird and then i was like okay kai i was like okay i know this is like the last arc so i was like okay i see swinging it back around so i was fine with that and then we got to another one from asia i'm like okay now this is feeling too coincidental yeah and to be fair bad girl points out this is weird this is the second person from my, my yeah my travels that i've encountered now in the, the last last day uh, but no, it turns out it's all in her head. Uh, she's still lying on the floor, paralyzed. The time's basically at a standstill while she's having yeah. all these thoughts in her head. Because uh, she actually goes into her. Like, hey, yeah, she got to sort this out. Yeah, she goes into like her meditation, like in, inside her head, and it's like you know inside her head, it's like hey, nah, this is this is all this is you lying on the floor still. You have to break out of this. You're going to die. So 
Yeah, so she's going to have to break out of her own prison next issue. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me that if next issue we encounter more stuff from the run uh, in her head. It's an easy way to do a greatest hits almost, isn't it? Yeah, to wrap it up and be the end of the run. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. I, this is not my favourite issue of Batgirl uh, by any means. I think it was solid enough, but definitely, you know, we've had higher highs recently. Uh, yeah. I thought it was better after I got to the end and, you know, was like, oh, that's what's going on. Because it was playing really weirdly for me. Because I, I think this is probably on par with the start of the run. And I think that's a testament to how much better the run's been over, you know, as, as it went along. Summer of Lies, those one-shot issues. I, mean, I think the start of the run is stronger than this. But I think the start of the run, one, it gets away with a little bit more because it's just an introduction. Mm-hmm. Right? And then two, I think it was really elevated by the art. Yeah. So I think the start of the run stands out a little bit stronger for me. Um, but no, it's, it's a fine issue. I'm looking forward to the conclusion. I'm sad to see Larson go, uh, but you know we'll make the most of our of our last issue with her next uh, month. At least I think it's worth noting we 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 were kind of not really sure if she was going, you mm-hmm. know, a couple of months ago, and then it was like only this solicited. So we were like, okay, she is gone, and it felt a bit sudden with the way we heard about it. Yeah. Um, but reading this issue, it feels clear that she went into this knowing it was the end. It wasn't like, oh, they just went, oh, you're oh yeah, now. sure, absolutely. This, this feels like, okay, this is calling back. This is the end of a run. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I wish it could have went on a bit longer, but, you know, uh, it's been such a good ride with. Um, uh, basically, ever, ever since we got to uh, back to Burnside, I think it really started to pop, uh, especially when we got to the Nightwing stuff. And, uh, you know, I really enjoyed that cold snap two-parter as much as i was disappointed of the lack of actual yeah. cold snap yeah uh, no I, I agree um and you know it's still 20 plus issues as a run it's not bad oh it's not it's, bad you know no. like what four or five trades come the end yeah yeah depending on how they split them up depending on how they split up uh, it's interesting to me though that this run is basically it's one issue longer than the stephanie brown run that i love uh, about brian q miller every time i like a batgirl run it seems to end about 24 issues yeah, 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 it does. That's bizarre. But hey, uh, but that's, I mean, it is still going to keep going with new new creatives uh, on it, obviously. So Try f- again next time. Yeah. Uh, so there's a fill-in issue for 24, and then tw- uh, 25 is the anniversary sort of issue. It's got a few stories, but the start of the next arc uh, with the new writers. So, uh, but no, it's solid, uh, and our art's good. So, you know, as much as it may not be Albuquerque, it's... Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think Albuquerque and then Wild Goose came in and redefined the series yeah. post that, and... I don't think anyone else has lived up to Wild Goose, personally. They've definitely been keeping the style that he set they up, have, though. yeah. But I don't think any of them have done it quite as well. But, hey, but it's still been you know, pretty solid, at the very worst. Uh, did you see that new variant for one of the upcoming issues this week? I did, and yeah, it's the gorgeous. Middleton one. Yeah, Middleton, yeah, it's gorgeous. Oh, God, Middleton is so good. Uh, but hey, so we'll move, we'll move on uh, to the Terrifics number three, Jeff Lemire. And Joe Bennett on the art. I haven't reached even two or three inches. It's, it's becoming like a bit of a... You know, you know how you, you have your Buffy gag? <laughs> this is my thing. that the, This line cannot keep artists. What, what is going on with this shit? Come on. I mean, it's worth to say. I mean, the art's fine. It's not bad art. It's, it's not means. bad art. It's, it's just... Oh, man. Not, not even three issues. It's, it's just funny. We're not, we're not it, getting three issues. We're not getting three issues of Shana. The, the artist focused line because it's Bennett as well right that's just doing the sixth issue I think so yeah yeah so so it's coming back round <laughs> yeah. so uh, the traffics are still trapped uh, at, at Stag's industry and they're going to be trapped there for a while he's like ah you can't leave all, my, all your techs here and blah 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 blah. Uh, and that's kind of the setup. Uh, there's a lot of fun stuff uh, Plastic Man was cracking me up 
yeah. at one point when uh, Stag's daughter's like, oh, Rexy, you know, we have to go catch up or whatever it was. And uh, Plastic Man just makes this big heart come out of his chest. Like, oh, yes, Rexy. Yeah. Uh, just good, good stuff. Uh, it's really, it's really like establishing the characters. It's establishing uh, that Phantom Girl really wants to get home and contact home. And Terrific still being a bit of a stubborn prick. And he's like, no, no, one you know problem at a time. No time for rest because they have this big you know war wheel attack. It's one of Stag's tech, and they're not really sure who activated it. That's like a mystery for 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 the future. But um, you know, Terrific's accusing Stag. Stag saying, ah, oh, Terrific, you're the one who probably set it off when you were tinkering with things. Uh, but they fight that again. There's fun stuff, of course. Going back to this uh, reference or kind of parodying Marvel things, the Hardball special uh, cannot be ignored. Where Plastic Man forms a giant slingshot and Metamorpho becomes a rock to yeah. be launched. Which actually, in the little touch that I really loved, is that he launches through Phantom Girl. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, there's a neat little touch to add on to it. Uh, well, she's explode because obviously everything she touches when she's tangible explodes. So she's like exploding the guns on this big wonder wheel. Yeah, as it's going on. So no fun action, very pulpy again, uh, which is what I love about the book. Uh, there's a there's a there's a interlude scene that's setting up a future arc where a very demonic looking version of Metamorpho is uh, causing chaos in another city. Yeah, I have to say I was not a fan of this interlude. Uh, it felt really jarring to just so not the content itself just the the way it was yeah like, i get what it's doing you know the the meanwhile you know the, the whole thing that they're doing there i get it i just don't think it plays that well like the what what it's actually in it is is fine i'm i'm sure it'll yeah. be a fun art to get there you know it's funny because it did take me aback a little bit because it's weird to see now but at the same time given how pulpy and silver age this feels it did feel very silver age to do this to so i mean you know in this but that's a story for a different time dear readers let's go back to the main action yeah i think it's weird to say meanwhile that this is happening simultaneously hmm. that's the implication there so i assume okay. that's the next start because they'll, they'll find out that it's happening in the next issue Probably, but it, it was just really weird for, for me the way it played. That's fair. It didn't bother me, but I guess yeah, I guess it feels weird. I, I kind of like the, the the Silver Age kind of aspect of it, but I, I get it. I just I think it's a little bit jarring. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so so obviously at the end, like Terrific's you know determined. He's going to he's, he's analyzing this Tom Strong footage and he's like, I'm going to figure out who who where you are and how to save the world. Uh, meanwhile, the rest are actually bonding a little bit because they've actually agreed to like go get some food, even though Phantom Girl can't eat yet. <laughs> but she's like, no, that's fine. You know? A rest would be good. Um, and they're they're going off to get, get some food. And hell, even... Because obviously, Plastic Man and uh, Rex have been you know bickering constantly, basically. I mean, there's some fun stuff during the fight where uh, Plastic Man's like, hey, terrific, would it kill you to say please? And then Rex is like, would it kill you to shut up for a minute? <laughs> like, you know, and he wants to call them the Plastics. On the plastic, he's like, "Go plastics, go!" Like, no, we're not doing that. I don't know how terrific is going to get across that they should call themselves the terrifics because that's essentially in the same way that the plastic man wants to call himself the plastics is very vain from his point of view. It is, and that's that's probably my biggest critique with this issue. Is I feel like I don't know, I'm not feeling the cast bonding to you know they're not quite there yet. In, they're not quite bouncing off each other as much as I, I want them to. They, they it feels a little forced still to me. I'm liking the bouncing off. Well, uh, that's fair. Like certain th- things feel like nice, but other other time I'm like, eh, it's, it's kind of just there because it uh, is. And now I feel like by the end of the issue, the, the the three that aren't terrific kind of have kind of bonded. Not not like not super friends yet or anything like that, but by any means, but uh, it's it, it's getting there. But it's not. I don't know. It's still not quite working for me. Um, I will say as well, my my, my real criticism though is is terrific. 
Because he feels a bit out of character to be this much of a dick. And I get that they're going for the Reed Richards thing. I well, get that. I mean, I feel we'll get more of that as, as we go on. I, just to go back to the whole thing where it's not working yet for you, I feel like I don't want it to be any faster than this, though. I actually kind of like the pace of which they're bonding in this. Uh, fair enough. I think it's just certain things aren't playing quite as nicely in in the issue. Like Just certain lines are kind of falling flat for me. Well, I mean, I'm not feeling that. I, I had a giant smell across my face pretty much this entire issue. I, I, I think um, even the the scene with Rex, uh, where he, he kind of puts his foot in his mouth, uh, where you know he's arguing with Stags' his daughter about you know like oh I should leave and your dad's an asshole and so on. Like that was probably my least favorite scene of the issue. It was probably definitely the least funnish scene of the issue. But uh, even that, like how him like. Like sort of beating himself up about it and stuff. I still, I, I got the sort of like the big friendly giant vibe from it, and I was kind of into it in that that sense. Fair enough. I, I'm thinking, you know, more when uh, what's her name comes and visits terrific. You know, de- when he's mm. down figuring stuff out, and and she's like, yeah, I want to contact my home player. Like all, all this sort of bit here just feels a bit off to me. Alright, I don't feel it, but it's not the worst. It's just, it's, it's just starting to. I'm noticing it as I'm going on. Yeah, I mean, I still love this issue. Um, I'm still super. This was this was the third thing I read. You know, it was Flash Detective. This fair enough. So this you know. was this was the last thing I read, but that was not. I, I I don't really have the same mentality as you in terms of oh, I read the exciting thing first. Oh, I always do that. <laughs> uh, um, I will do if it's like a huge, you know, if it's a Doomsday Clock or a big event. I'm gonna read that first because hmm. you know, conversation can't have that spoiled for me. But these things that typically don't get spoiled anyway. Unless I actively go searching for it, I can kind of just read them at my leisure. Okay, okay. No, I'm still I'm still super on board with Terrifics. Uh, it's, it's still the the fun pulpy book alongside the other stuff. You know, where Flash is doing all this, you know, big emotional speed force, timey wimey, possible breaking reality stuff. Detectives doing my 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 hard hitting kind of Bat Family story. Uh, <laughs> Terrifics is just this nice pulpy side tree that goes along with it, just nice. Uh, so I, I'm into it. Uh, so we'll move on. No, we'll move on to Teen Titans number nineteen. Benjamin Percy writing, Scott Eaton on the art. Uh, this is wrapping up. This is actually Percy's final issue. Uh, Teen Titans actually. I almost said Green Arrow there, uh, uh, but that's his final issue of Teen Titans, and it wraps up the story we've had, where Beast Boy is kind of become indoctrinated in this weird Peter Pan cult uh, that's using this tech to like control all these kids and you know to try and like take over the world. I guess. Uh, that, 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 I mean, that plot was fine, it was whatever, it wasn't super interesting, whatever. That, this, this issue was a bit more fun with it, because uh, Beast Boy's being controlled, and he turns into, like, a giant, like, uh, flying monster, and Robin ends up, like, fighting him with uh, Goliath. So we get, like, Beast versus Beast in the Sky. Uh, meanwhile, Wally, young Wally, has to phase into all of the kids' heads to take out their implants, to, like, stop them all. Uh, he's, he's all, like, freaking out. He's like, I can't do that. I mean, I've, I've, I've phased into some things, but, like, brains are another matter. Like, I, I could, like, cause an accident and they'll think they're a dog. Like Some, <laughs> some explosiveness. Yeah, I don't want to do that. And then Raven, like, gives him some motivating by kissing him. And, like, hey, I, I took a risk there. You go take a risk <laughs> with these people's brains. That, that was actually something that reminds me of in, in Flash. Um, you know, Robin references this relationship that... Mm. Him and Raymond have, and obviously I've not really seen much of that. So, uh, how's that been playing? Um, it's not a super thing at the forefront. It's been kind of like hinted at a few times, where she went to go get him, and he left the team, and then he stuck up for her at one point. And it's been kind of hinted at. This was kind of the first proper real 
like right. acknowledgement of it in any big big way outside of oh someone's got a crush. Uh, but it's uh-huh. been there, you know. It's just, it's, just, it's, just, it's been ticking over in the last couple yeah. of months. Um, so, so that's that, and it all wraps up. Honestly, like the actual wrap up of it, and it's like, okay, we're Titans, we're, we do this together. Everyone's they're, they're kind of bonded as a team a little bit more than they have been uh, recently because you know they, they split up, the tower got destroyed. We actually end with them having like a picnic near the the, 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 the sort of half destroyed tower. Uh, and the most interesting thing, of course, is the big final page where Brainiac shows up <laughs> with multiple ships behind him uh, to, you know, it's like the bomb is like, ah, oh, cont- to be continued in no justice number one. Yeah. So, no, that's, cool. that's, that's cool. your big final thing. So, like you say, there's a lot of things this week. There's, you know, setting up the new Teen Titans in Flash with, uh, you know, Damien showing up for Wally. This setting up young, uh, no justice. Same with, uh, of course, the end of Wonder Woman setting up kind of where Darkseid is going to be. There's, there's a lot of things this week that was kind of setting up the next little phase yeah i'm looking forward to to getting into that stuff yeah yeah not, not too long I. to wait now uh, yeah. i i think next issue is the the special right yeah next, next issue you get the specials for both times and, and that's teams. not oh no wait uh, sorry sorry that's june a month off i didn't say next month i said next issue okay sure but just for the record it's next it's june that we're getting right those. That's fine. But that's the new writer that's on that, yeah? Yes, that's the start of the new runs, yeah. Yes, so that'll be where I'll be jumping on. Uh, have, a, have a look and see what they do. Um, yeah, so, so no, I mean, it wasn't an amazing issue, it was a fine issue, had some fun beats here or there. Um, kind of like a lot of Percy's Teen Titans, it's been solidly kind of entertaining and fun, but never kind of like, it's not been his Green Arrow. His Green Arrow definitely shoot, shoot for them in a little bit more, and felt a bit more rounded in that sense. Teen Titans has just been more sort of like, you know, Constant kind of a B book, you know. Yeah. Occasionally dip into a C, but uh, often obviously a B. I've not read much of this one. But do, do you think the the art elevated Green Arrow a bit? Um, or do you think even you know with the same artist as on Teen Titans, it would still play a lot better for you than what's actually happening in Teen? Titans? No, I think Green Arrow is just a better written book for the most part. There was obviously there was the occasional stumble, and it had maybe better art overall. But that's the thing: Teen Titans has typically had pretty good art. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Teen Titans throughout has had a very consistent art style. Very, very right. sort of bright colours, bold lines, very expressive. It's been kind of right for the characters that it's, it's portraying. So, you know, and it has been through a few artists. We had, you know, uh, Koi Fam for a while uh, yeah. and so on. We've had a few different artists, but they've, they've kind of kept a consistent kind of look to them uh, throughout the book. So, um, it's been it's been a solid, like dependable, uh, fun book to read. If, but it's never felt important to the line. It's never felt like it's, uh, it's important to the DCU. This book, but that's yeah. okay. Not every book has to feel important to the, the line. But uh, it's, it's definitely felt that little void. And I, I wonder uh, if they'll try and make it feel more like a big deal with this new run, or if it'll just sort of go back into that groove, but doing its own little thing with its new characters. We'll see if the new writer's any any good. But. Uh, uh, so no, but obviously Brainy action up in the last page was exciting. So obviously, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so Titan books are off off for a month uh, now. Well, it would make sense to go to Titans next. I didn't want to do two, just me on my own back to back. So I was jumping over to Connor for Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number forty three with Robert Venditti writing, Rafa Sandoval on art, and uh, you can take it away. So last issue we ended with you know the the Dark Stars coming in. Tomatu has been taken away. That's very inconsiderate to our <laughs> listeners who maybe enjoy this book more than you. I sat very quietly during your shite. Look, look, I'm not, it's not a comment on the book. I just wanted to do it because you started speaking. I just thought it was funny. That's all. Yeah, yeah, but inconsiderate. Not to me, to them. 
apologize to them. If I upset any of our dear viewers or listeners, I deeply apologize. But I think you'll all at least respect annoying Connor just a little bit. Eh, I'll do. <laughs> but yeah, so we we open this with a bunch of like uh, just, so just a page. Uh, of... This is the start of the Dark Stars thing, right? This issue. Uh, I don't know if it's the start. Uh, I don't know if this is technically part one because it kind of just feels like it's running on. Uh, no, this is part two. This is part two, okay. So it was last this is this is still Dark Stars Rising Prelude Part Two. Okay, <laughs> all right. Yes, like I say, this whole from last issue to the end of the run is kind of one big thing split up into mini sections. All right, all right. But um, we we basically just open with a sequence of Dark Stars just have brutally murdered a bunch of criminals uh, in various locations. Um, the the ending is the, you know, of that is they killed this entire. Uh, they, they they killed this whole prison, uh, you know, and they were like they were all given a, a life sentence. The planet doesn't have the death penalty, but they just came in and wiped them all out anyway. So we we cut into you know, the, the the four Earthmen talking to the the Guardians and and John's as as the leader is you know saying, hey, look, I know you kind of took a backseat on Zod, but this is undermining our position in in the in the universe it's like we can't be the police force if this is all just kind of happening uh, it makes a point of saying there was been 47 um events have happened in the last three days and it's it's only going to get worse and they track them back to a planet in space sector one Ooh, one yeah yeah one and then you know they they spend a bit trying to convince the guardians of going hey look we we really need to do this and you know it's 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 just not right and the guardians are like all right yeah go on then you know, we we agree the controllers are a bit out of it if they're using the the dark stars as an execution squad then they should probably be dealt with go and take you know they're like uh, you're you're the leader take the take the other earthmen and then you know whoever else you want and go and deal with it so we get a, a gorgeous panel of just a you know good handful of lanterns flying through space going towards it going into battle and it's pretty great uh, the art in this is is pretty fantastic throughout actually um might be my favorite issue though, that sandoval's done yet hmm. and it's, it's been pretty consistent you know it, but it's, it's been getting better as well so that's nice but they, they get there and you know John's like, hey, Stell, go and uh, scout out that planet because it doesn't look too bad from here. And then they turn around and it's like, hang on, he's not there. Where is he? And, you know, they, they give him a, a message on the ring. He's like, uh, I, I'm back on Mogo. Uh, what happened? Uh, it turns out uh, the Dark Stars can phase jump. You know, we, we we saw that they could teleport in to get Tomar 2, last issue. But what they can do is they, they just grab hold of the lanterns and teleport them back to Mogo and just leave them and drop them there. With the exception of Hal. They take everyone else to Mogo, but not Hal, who, you know, they take into their their headquarters. Hal special. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, th- there's a reason, but um, this is where we get that uh, double page spread that is turned vertically instead. Oh. And it's just, you just see the lines and lines of the dark stars and just how many there are and and that's why they took hal uh they took him so that they can have someone to see what they're actually up against just see how many of them there are and we have tomato come down and you know 
talk to him and try and talk him out of the the whole conflict that's going on here. It's um, this this idea of look, you do your thing, whatever. We don't care, but we're going to keep doing this. So, what are you going to do? And he basically says, do you know what? You're useful in what you're doing to us because you're still catching the criminals. So it just means they're all in one place for us to come and kill. So they kind of don't they don't want to take out the Greenlands, and you know, where when they phase back John and the others, they kind of give them a message of, look, look how many of us there are. Hal can tell you that there's way too many of us. You can't take us. Stand down, keep doing your thing. Don't interfere. But we're not going to kill you unless you force us to. We don't want to kill the innocent. Only only criminals. Hmm. And uh, Tomatu seems to be kind of their leader. He seems to be speaking for them. Um, you know, there, there are other dark stars that are like, "Hey, we should we should just kill them." You know, it's not it's not worth the effort. And he's like, "No." Uh, and, you know, they, they're like, they think he's blinded because he spent time as a lantern. They're like, "Yeah, you're just letting these past loyalties." But he, he makes points like, "No, they're not criminals. They're just doing their thing. They have a different ideology, but they're not criminal for it. So we shouldn't be just killing them." And they they do stand down for, for now, at least. Uh, and John has to, you know, make the others all stand down because he knows that, you know, they can't take him out. There's just too many of them, and that's that's the end of the issue. We go with them looking to go and get help. Like we, you know, um, Hal's going back to Earth. Uh, Kyle's going to some space satellite. I don't quite recognize. Well, that amazes me actually. In Flash, and the, when you see all of the memories, Kyle's got his glorious '90s outfit on. It's great. <laughs> you and I have very different different meanings of the word great. Ah, oh, no, that beautiful crab mask. It's great. Oh, that mask is the worst. Best green lantern. Well, best until Jess. Now Jess is the best green lantern, but... <laughs> no, no. But, you know, so this is what's interesting. So Hal's going off to Earth. Uh, I mean, he could be going for either the League for backup, maybe Carol to, to get her, you know, get the other core involved. Hmm. Um, so Kyle's going off to this satellite, which I'm not sure what that one is. Guy's just going into a dive bar, presumably just getting some criminals. Because this is the point over this, we have John's speech at the end. It's like, look, it doesn't matter if there are typically our allies or not. Right now, the Dark Stars are a threat to any criminal. And, you know, if, if, they're, uh, if, if they're against the Dark Stars, then they're good enough for our fight right now, because that's what we need. That's an interesting premise. It is. Uh, and I, I kind of like that. Here's where it gets really interesting. Is as I think the final panel, just based on the 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 look here, to me is John is going to visit Zod. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So interesting. They, they really uh, are going for going for help. I'm interested in this. It's it's really good. Uh, honestly, I can't believe that this book has gotten this good. It's a forty plus issues I need to read though. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see how I feel. We'll see. We'll see if I feel. Because I've been trying. I've been trying to read more classic stuff, and this is going to stop all that immediately. I'm going to have to sit down and just read. It is, but it's actually like uh, two weeks. This this run has gotten so much better over time. Like it's really settled into a groove. And uh, yeah, the the other thing I should mention as well is that uh, the controllers are not in charge. They, you know, we I, we mentioned last issue that the the dark they were surprised when the dark star suit started up. They've actually got them like tied up, and you know they're still alive. They need them to control the suits to keep them connected and stuff, and their their powers are linked through them. But 
they have no control over the dark stars they're doing their own thing so uh it, it's a question of is there sentience in the suits is it the is it the wearer that's controlling it it's uh, there there are some questions being raised for sure that's a question how much of carol has there been in this book i think the last time we saw her was in like issue 30 or so there was a t- you know, there was a bit of like you know, her and Hal being like yeah okay we should probably have a talk, mm. and I, I don't think we've seen her since then. I was just curious how much how prominent uh, the supporting cast for the Lanterns were. But, Not particularly, but yeah. I mean, as much as that's been a, a fault, I guess the the core in general have had quite a spotlight. Yeah, all all the alien core members that we don't typically get tons of. Yeah. Yeah, and we had a, a whole big thing with the Sinestro core for quite you know the first twenty odd issues. Uh, I wouldn't be too surprised to see them come back in to help now, actually. Yeah, no, that sounds like it makes sense. Um, basically forming a Lantern Suicide Squad team, essentially. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. No, there's potential, there's potential. I don't know if I'll actually bother catching up and reading it, but uh, the fact that I'm male attempted is worth something. It's, it's credit to the book that it's grown, because at the start, this was... Not not very good at all. Yeah, none of us wanted to read it, and then you started reading it, and you kind of liked it, so you stuck with it. You convinced Matt to catch up and read it. He did. Then he left it, and then you convinced him to catch up again. <laughs> yeah, it's it's had its moments of like, okay, this is not great. At the start, the stuff it was doing with Hal was pretty rough, but I did enjoy the the core side of things. Mm. But now it's it's a really well rounded book, and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to this this final stretch. Oh dear. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. As a hell jar in the Green Lantern Corps. Um, and as, as per usual right now, because there's so much change coming, I'm very curious to see what comes what comes next. Yeah, see if uh, those rumours from last week pan out even remotely. Post-issue 50. Uh, whether that means it's a new book or it's just going to be 51 by new it, team. It's exciting to know we should know in the next you know, three weeks or so, yeah, given when be. solicits are due. Do you know... This is one where I'm actually almost hoping it's a new book, and rather than just continuing the numbering, because I feel I don't like the title of this book. You want to just be Green Lantern? Yeah, just Green, just Green Lantern Core would be Green Lantern Core. Yeah, would, would, would do me. I just I just don't like the title because it's it's the same thing with Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. Just call it Birds of Prey. Yeah, it feels like disingenuous that there feels like there has to be a spotlight on Hal. Yeah, in this book and arguably the book's at its best when it's not focused on Hal, and yeah, we, same we just spotlight the, the others. They retitled Gotham City Sirens for the Omnibus to Harley Quinn and the Gotham City Sirens, and I'm like, screw you. Yeah, yeah, no, that's... that's uh, yeah. Uh, a good run. I have the, you know, the thick paperbacks they did, you know, three or four years ago. I do, I've never read it. Uh, it's Denny, right? Uh, it's the first, like, three quarters of it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sometimes I mean to get around to it for a long time, but I just never have. But... Hey, anyway, so that's uh, this Hal and Pals, uh, which will take us on to Mira, Queen of Atlantis, number three, Dan Abnett writing, Lan Medina on the art. Uh, uh, I mean, it's actually kind of funny. Like, this, this could have easily been called Mira and Orm. Uh, is he that prominent? He is. It's as much as his book as hers, honestly. Um, if anything, it feels disingenuous to all the people who thought, oh, Mira finally gets her own book. It almost feels a little bit of a cheat that it's actually kind of co-starring a, a guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I get you. I I get that's you. a fair complaint. If you, if you feel pissed about that, I think that's fair. To be fair, it, though, it is, it's not bad. I mean, I, it's, I think... it's, it's going back to what we were talking about earlier, how you know it's being disappointed in what you yeah. were promised versus what you get. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. But at least with this one, even if it doesn't typically bother you, if you were someone who was pleased that she was finally getting the spotlight, I could see why you'd maybe be just slightly pissed that it's not yeah. entirely on her. Uh, so, 
they were fighting uh, last last issue was a bit weaker because it was mostly just them fighting. Uh, this issue because we ended the last one with you know Orm's Earth or Land family, not Earth family, <laughs> his his Land family, uh, you know coming and seeing what he was doing. And this issue is a is far more interesting because it's actually that uh, confrontation and them saying no 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 what's this duty you keep talking about you have to this duty to go back to Atlant- Atlantis because you need to, you know protecting your king and blah 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 you've got a duty to us we're family and so on and so forth. And, like, they basically, it does this almost, like, funny cut at one point to where they've talked them down and they're actually inside the house and, like, Mira's sitting there with a cup of coffee, Orm's got a cup of coffee, uh, the wife's, like, talking to, like, Mira about what's going on and she's talking to him and uh, it becomes this weird thing. She basically says, oh, you're going to run off to Atlantis and, like, leave us and, like, you're making all these excuses that... Like, oh, we wouldn't understand, so I'll just leave a note and just abandon you forever. That's a bullshit excuse, and you know it. And basically, she comes up with this idea, like, you should work together. Like, I know you've got this tension between you, but if you both want to save, you know, Atlantis and Aquaman, like, work together, and maybe you could solve this problem. And Mira, I trust you to make sure he comes back to me. And, you know, so that's kind of what the issue's about. It's about them sort of agreeing that they're going to work together to try and help Aquaman in the the war that's going on and take down Wrath. Uh... So there's a, there's a flashback at the start to Mira when she was first in Zebel and she had this you know this arranged marriage and uh, she was meant to marry this guy and she was meant to follow his orders and it's all about how she was wasn't willing to let the the the, the, the poor people be expendable because they're like oh no all the peasants can die they're fine they're expendable we have to protect the the the, the, the royal palace that's what we're doing and she's against that so the, it's it's all set up because at the end of the book uh, basically okay to defeat to defeat Wrath we need an army so they're going back to Zebel. And so it's, it's it's Orm and Mira going to Zebel and, uh, you know, so the end of the book is like, you know, the guy she was supposed to marry, but oh, it's the traitor wife. And that's kind of where we end the end the book. So if, if you're into the mythology of, like, the extended mythology of Aquaman and, you know, Zebel and Orm and all that stuff, and the fact that Chill is his half-sister, which, by the way, his, his, his wife-to-be did not even know he had a sister, so when he mentions that, she's really pissed. She actually, like, smashes a cup. <laughs> she's like, God damn it, Orm! <laughs> Pretty amusing. Like I've got you know whole bit of family out there I didn't know about. Yeah, it, it, it's proper the, the family comedy. Oh, it's not even really meant to be comedy, but I, I was getting chuckles out of it. Uh, but not not in like a so bad it's funny way. Just in a, like it, it was amusing me. Just like all this stuff yeah. and her, she kept finding out new things about him. Um, and I, I feel like Mira just like conveniently didn't was like you know I could really bring up the fact that he tried to like wage a war on the land and almost you know and, like drowned half of Boston or whatever it was. I'll, I'll keep quiet though. I'll keep quiet. Yeah. Yeah, remember when that happened. Things are bad enough. Uh, but that, that was a fine issue. Like, it's, it's continuing to be like a solid secondary Aquaman book. It's, I don't think it's essential. Like I'm, I have a feeling that in the main Aquaman book at the end of the arc, like she'll probably show up with an army. And like, if you want to know where that happened, you have to read this. But other than that... Almost certainly, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, it's, I mean, you're probably fine not reading it if you don't want to. But I, I think it's a solid enough read if, you, if you're into Aquaman and he's surrounded yeah. mythos. So, I don't know. It's fine. Uh... But, uh, so that'll take us on to the silencer number four. Uh, Dan Abnett. In fact, was like, this is three Dan Abnett books in a row. He was busy this week. Uh, Dan Abnett, uh, Victor Bogdanovich on it. So art's good. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's great. It's, the, it's not. It's not three Abnett books in a row. Because I did Harlem Pals. No, no, the next one's Abnett. Oh right, okay. Sorry, I'm with you now. This is two of three. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm with you. So. So yeah, so we have this this kind of flashback to when she first like when uh, Silencer wanted to leave Leviathan, mm. 
and Talia was like, eh, no. Nah. <laughs> and she's like, no, nah, like, I want to leave, let me leave. And she's like, okay, I've got a mission for you. And she gets sent on this mission uh, for this guy who was part of Leviathan. He was, like, he was like a bookkeeper. And he's got this nice family. And it's all about how Silence is like wanting a regular family. And she's wanting, but she's like, okay, I'll do this mission. It's like, but, you know, he seems okay. He doesn't seem like he's a bad guy. What, what, why am I taking him out? And when she goes to kill him, it turns out that he, he actually did ask to leave. He yeah, asked to get out. T- Talia actually says, you know, if he'd just come to me and asked, I'd have well, let him. I'm reasonable. But he, but no, he went behind our back and tried to sell the secrets to get out. Yeah, but we find out that no, no, he did ask to get out. She said no, and then you know he felt you know it was in a corner. He this is his only option was to try and get out this way, and so. But of course, the the other big thing here is that Deathstroke was hired by whoever's like you know protecting him to protect them. You know, yeah. he's there to sort of interference, and Silence was good enough that she actually gets Deathstroke out of the way long enough to actually complete the job. Uh, and Deathstroke and her fight a little bit. There's an explosion. It all looks very nice, very very cinematic. Like I say, the art's very good. Uh, I think the panel where it, like, it goes because it's cutting back and forth between present day and the the, the flashback timeline. Uh, we go back to the the past again, and she's like standing on a rooftop, and she's so it's night time, and she's like you can just see the visor, and this is really really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Bogdanovich is very very good. Uh, so it is. That said, I'm a little conflict on this issue because oh. step up in the art. But I feel the writing, it's its a lot clunkier than it was before. There's a lot more dialogue and a okay. lot more word bo- you know, thought boxes, narration boxes than there were before. It feels a little overcrowded. Like if you just look at the opening page, there's just a whole sequence of narration boxes. And I feel like, little, I don't know, it wasn't quite that much. It feels like more than there was before. Um, yeah, maybe. Um. I wonder if it's because it was less of an action-focused issue because it was dealing with so much of the setup of the past and then the present-day stuff was, again, it was set up of, oh, here's her home life. She's struggling with the washing machine and she's going to get yeah. more guns when the guy's like, oh, make sure you take out, you know, put Talia back in charge because she's awful, but she kept a tight ship. You know, things were okay. No, it could well be. It just, it feels a little clunkier than the last few have. That's fair. It could just be the flashback structure more than anything. This maybe it, it, it could, He's yeah. trying to squeeze too much into the one issue and you're, you're getting that kind of effect. Um, I, I actually thinking about it, I kind of agree it didn't flow as quickly as the previous issues. I guess that's where I'm feeling the effect of that. Um, yeah. Obviously, the big ending is is it cuts back to present day and Deathstroke kind of like ba- literally lands on her car. Yeah. For round two. Uh, I like so. that we have a you know an older Deathstroke costume for the flashbacks. Yeah, no, that's that's a nice touch. Uh, notably, though, he seems to have two eyes. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're back at that point of his life. Yeah, Deathstroke's all over the place. We got Deathstroke and everything. He was in Justice League for the last arc. Now he's in Silencer. He was, you know, obviously his own book. Because <laughs> yeah. that's Deathstroke. Well, well, uh, one of the touches I liked most is, you know, uh, she's taken out the target and she's got the zone on. Mm. And you hear him saying something, or you see he's saying something, but you, you see the speech bubble, but it's blank. Because obviously it's in the zone. Yeah. And she's like, do you know what? I, I should probably hear his last words at the very least. Give him that much respect and, you know, cancels. It just cuts in mid-sentence. Her power, honestly, is actually really intriguing to me because I feel like it has a lot of little dramatic, like, points. Because whenever we see her fighting in a bubble and no one outside it hears any of it, it's been really, like, it's, it's had a good, like, set-piece kind of, like, atmosphere to it where, you know, the kid's in the, the car and he can't hear anything, but we see it, them it, fighting it in the background. It always plays, like, you, you'll, you'll see it a lot in your know, movies and TV where there's a fight going on, but someone's got their back to it and they've got some headphones on. So they're listening to some music and don't notice it's going on behind them. 
kind of that, but that, I feel like that's usually played more for comedy, whereas this actually has like another effect to it. Right, it's got yeah, it's got a, a, a dramatic version of that. Yeah, uh, and it works. And it's the same thing with the speech bubble, where oh, I should turn this off and hear his last words. Like again, it's a little dramatic moment that comes out of it. I, I like her power a lot. I think it actually has a lot of neat, neat little storytelling and at least. I agree, yeah. At least artistic set piece moments as well, maybe. I think it's why it stands out amongst this line as, do you know what? This is kind of unique. Yeah, yeah, I could do with this second round. Yeah, like, as much as you're enjoying, you know, you know sideways, it, it plays like okay, it's kind of like a Spider-Man-y sort of book. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Even though the power's a bit different, it, it plays like that. Yeah. This doesn't play like any of those sorts of things. It feels much more oh, okay. No, this is unique. This is its own thing. Yeah, I still like Traffic's way more, but um, I am enjoying this still quite a bit yeah so uh no it was, it was a solid issue um uh like i say art is definitely a step up which is which is nice it is art's a step up i hope the writing's a little bit uh you know a bit a little bit freer next issue because it feel, did you know i feel like next issue may almost entirely be one big fight between her and deathstroke so you might get i am 100 percent okay with that yeah. from bogdanovich i i feel like that may be what next issue is or at least most of it so so hey, that's us, uh, the silencer, which will take us on to our final book of the week. That is Titans Annual Number Two. Now I've not been talking about this every month, uh, but I did. I actually talked about the first issue of this arc. If you remember, I talked about the issue where Roy gets tricked by Cheshire, and uh, he uh, he wakes up and it's like he's been you know drugged. So it's like he's like back on the pills, but he's not really. Uh, and it's the brain and Mala who are up to no good with this drug. So this is actually the end of that arc. I, I read the, all the issues in between. Uh, this and what's interesting to me about this is that it's mainly uh, Donna and Roy. Donna's like trapped in the Watchtower, which is still existing right now, uh, and Roy's like the one dealing with all the crime on the streets. Um, and then eventually, when when Donna thinks he's relapsed and he's he's uh, he's on drugs, she actually like calls Dick and Wally, and Dick and Wally come out of the book. Uh, they came in the last issue. And he's kind of pissed that they assume that he's actually using again. He, he doesn't believe that he, there's this big plot to like you know do all these bad things from the brain. And what's funny in this issue is that you know Donna actually like escaped the Watchtower at the end of the last issue, came down and saved his life at the last minute. And it's them as a pair like fighting against this. And it's when everything starts going off. Basically, what's happening is the brain, with Mala's help, of course, is using this drug to tap into all these other brains that are using the drug to raise his intellect and. As he's getting more and more intellectual, he's getting so super smart that he's controlling everything. He's controlling like satellites that's controlling the weather. He's doing all these crazy like comic booky things. Um, so the science is, doesn't hold up very well, but it's at least fun from a comic book perspective. That's good enough. And like, but he's getting less and less humane as he goes on, and he's like, he keeps it almost goes on a little bit too much. But I do enjoy Mala and the brain's relationship where he keeps like saying things like. Um, Oh, I am going to rule the world. Is like, oh, you mean us, right, Brain? You mean both of us? You're taking me with you. He's like, oh yes, mm. I love you, Mala. Look, we, you're loving my life. We, we will do this. But uh, gradually, you, you know exactly where it's going. Where eventually he's going to be so inhumane that Mala's going to help the Titans defeat him. Yeah. By the end, that, and that's exactly what happens. But I thought what was interesting to me is that you know the, the, Donna and uh, Roy are coming to fight him, and eventually Dick and Wally come in and help save the day. And it's the four of them. And what I thought was curious is that, okay, this is the Titans coming back together after they broke up and it's like the four of them working together. And it even ends with, like, you know, when they call the Justice League, like, hey, we solved this problem, we saved the world. Because we actually see the Justice League during the book, we see that they're all basically inca incapacitated. You know, what the brain's yeah. doing is actually he's trapped them all in various like situations around the world and they're all screwed and because he's that smart. And it's the Titans that saved the day. And when Donna calls me, you know, it was us, it was the Titans who, who did this. We saved the day. 
and you know at one point someone says Titans together and it's you know the usual you know hurrah yeah, yeah. Titans together um, and it's all fun like all that stuff's fun but what's interesting is it's just those four there's no no Omen there's no Tempest Bumblebee doesn't come back it's just these four and it is kind of the four main co- you know core members because you know this is the the Batman sidekick originally the, the the Flash sidekick originally the the Green Arrow sidekick and the Wonder Woman sidekick it's the four sort of main Titans yeah characters you think of because i definitely think omen and tempest and bumblebee they're the, the b layer yeah the, the they're, team. they're often around but they're not they're not what you come for and given that the, we know the new direction for titans is going to have dick in it, it's going to have donna in it but no yeah. no roy or wally interestingly which is why we're sort of like oh so we know we know roy is going to be in green arrow prominently going forward yeah. uh, and we'll, maybe wally will be in flash or something else if something else comes up new books wise uh but I think the idea of Dick being the leader and like Donna being there as a sort of co-leader uh, and setting up where the, the the book's going makes kind of sense to me. Oh, definitely. So, and and again, it kind of ends with a hey, you know, catches in the next Titan special, but next time there's going to be no justice, you know, come come back for that yeah. uh, kind of thing. So, um, and I do, I, I I laughed when this was announced in the solicits because it's not a week five, but there's an annual when there was an issue this month. And it's basically, and kind of like how I said, is like they wanted to do this finish before No Justice, so they just give this an annual in a random month beforehand, just so that they could finish the arc. Pretty much, yeah. That's basically the, what it the is. The only logical conclusion to that. It's basically the final two issues of the arc, but they only had one issue left, so so that's better, better squeeze it in somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the final line is uh, we 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 did this the Titans together, and that's the final page of the book. So there was no. There was no like you know like Brainiac showing up like Teen Titans, but it still it feels like it's leading into what's what's coming next. So, uh, no, I mean I, I enjoyed the arc. The arc was probably the better one of the best arcs of of the book. Mm. Probably was the best arc of the book. I think the best issue of the book was maybe one of the two one of the two of the one shots that came in between the arcs. This was probably the most fun one, probably because it pared down the team a little bit and it felt like it actually had a story to tell. As opposed yeah. to spinning its wheels, I think, than some of the other ones. Even if some of the elements were a little bit obvious and it was kind of clear where it was going to go uh, with Mal and the brain, mm. it still mostly uh, was was fun time. This was, you know, and I'm excited for the new direction of Titans. A because we're getting like Miss Martian and we're getting, you know, other team members jumping yeah. on. But I'm hoping the the renewed sense of directions will really. It's uh, it's still Abnet though, right? It's still Abnet, yeah. Yeah, I might I might check it out just because it's you know the the fresh. See if see if with some new direction he can you know get back in the groove of things like we saw with Aquaman with with some direction. Yeah, came... Ab- Abnet can can do good stuff, and especially when the art elevates it, uh, he can he can be really solid. Yeah, so definitely ho- ho- hoping that the the the, the refresh and direction. Uh, is is enough to sort of bring him out of maybe some of the rut. Even even though I do think this arc was probably the most fun I had with it. Uh, oh, all, that's good. All run, so that's a plus. Uh, but hey, so that is that's Titans. But that does bring an end to the the books of the week, which means as we always do, we will pick our favourites. We will pick our top five books of the week as long as uh, best panel, best best art, best cover, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so we'll start with best panel slash moment. And I'm going to jump in here and take the obvious. That's fine. I wasn't going to take it anyway. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's, it's Wally. It's remembering. Like nothing, nothing made me like you know, fist pump quite the way that did this week. I, I had a giant grin on my face. I was like, yes, 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 yes. All of it. 
I get he remembers it. I get it. everything. All right, what's yours? <laughs> Uh, it's it's also from the Flash, but I'm going with the the kiss page. Okay, no, that's, I can I see that. I think it's a, a gorgeous image. I can absolutely see that. Um, so, uh, best best uh, cover, I guess. Next, uh, I'll have one ready for this. Actually, usually I, I usually. All do... right, I, I can jump in on this one. On. Uh, I, I give a shout out to the variant on Hal Jordan. Um, it's the the four Earthmen. It's it's a pretty good cover, but ultimately I have to give it to the the Batgirl variant because Middleton is phenomenal. It's um, just gorgeous. I don't remember what it is. Somebody would look. It's at her it. jumping over the the city essentially, you know, sunset, sunrise, whatever it is, and you know, some bats around. Oh it. yeah, that's really nice. Interesting. That's not a Superman variant, like most of them. It's have been. it's not. No, um, uh, I, I can't. I, I didn't see the Wonder Woman one this week, which is why I haven't picked it. Because <laughs> um, usually they're, yeah, you know, they're pretty much a safe bet that they look good. I'll have a quick glance at it now. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, yeah it's that's good. It's solid. Uh, honestly, I think I'm probably gonna go with that Batgirl variant as well. Not nothing else is streaming to me. Nothing else is jumping out as. As I said, the terrific cover is quite nice, but uh, I think Batgirl variant is the one that's yeah that's hitting it for me. All right, so uh, that's cover uh, best art next. Um, what have you got for this? Uh, this is kind of tough. I don't think there was an easy standout one this week. Mm-hmm. Like Flash is good, but I had a couple too many issues with the faces here or there. That kind of it would feel disingenuous to say that's the best art. It feels like there's got to be something better when I have. Yeah, I mean, picks. I like Flash's art. I think I have to nudge it to Bogdanovich though for Silencer. I think that's the one that sticks out as overall. Oh, it's very best. good. I I think I'm gonna go with Sandoval for Hal Jordan. Okay. All right. Yeah. Which does take us to best top five books of the week. Best uh, top five. Best top five, yeah. Sharp. What were you picking? Uh, so Flash is number one. Uh, I think I'll go Hal Jordan at two. Detective at three. Batgirl four. And then Terrific's five. Cool. Um, I'm going Flash number one as well. I'm going to go Terrifics number two. Uh, then number three, I'll go Detective number four. Number four, I'll go Silencer. And then number okay. five, Batgirl. There you go. That's the top fives of the week. So, hey, uh, there's actually more books than I thought there was this week when we actually got to it. Uh, yeah but hey uh, that's, that's good uh, it's still a shorter episode than usual this is a bit closer to the 90 minute mark than uh, yeah they, they, they those typically happen when there's only two of us because you know you have one less person giving their input well not really it's half an hour in news that's it right there oh yeah well, that's true that helps yeah, but, I mean you know, there's, like I said there's more books than you expected this week well, well true just a bit, not necessarily less than the last few weeks oh, fair enough you know, just just I thought it was a later week and it wasn't. It was just the same. Okay then, I'm I'm with you. Uh, so hey, as uh, so that does lead me to telling you what's coming next week uh, from the DC Comics conglomerate, <laughs> DC Nation issue zero is coming next week, which is teasing No Justice, Man of Steel, and Batman's Wedding. So that'll be a fun yeah. thing. And Cat, just on that Cat. note, it's worth worth everyone remembering that next Saturday is Free Comic Book Day. It is indeed. Sorry, my cat was uh, leaning the keyboard there and causing all sorts of chaos. 
Let's get to the worst. Um, yeah. So, yeah, DC Nation issue zero is out next week. Uh, also, Action Comics special number one. That's wrapping up uh, Jurgen's run on Action Comics. That's next week. Plus, we have Batman 46. We have Green Lanterns 46. We have Green Arrow number 40. We have Nightwing 44, which is the start of Percy's run. So, that's exciting. Uh, we have Deathstroke number 31. We also have... Um, well, that's all what we will be covering. Also out, um, I don't know if uh, you want to jump into Harley Quinn, Harley Loves Joker number one, the Denny uh, issue. Mm, maybe. Uh, I, actually, I think this is just the wrapping up the... Um, oh, backups. The backups. Okay. So probably not. Uh, Curse of Brimstone number two is out. None of us were particularly excited on I, the first I'm, issue. I'm though. not reading it. You can um, if you want. It's a lighter week next week, so I may, I may uh, give it a look, or maybe not. <laughs> it, it was a bit of a chore to get through that, that first That issue. enthusiasm. Uh, also, Cyborg number 22 is out next week, too. Uh, so, so that's what's out next week. So, oddly, oddly quieter week one, but it does perk up the following week, because that's when No Justice starts. So, look forward to all of that stuff. Um, also, that week is also the start of uh, Connor's Month of Red Hood. It is, it is indeed. So that, you can look be, forward to that as well. Be starting with no justice. Yeah. So uh, that that has been episode one hundred and one of Comics for the Multiverse. Um, it is worth mentioning. I've been promising for a couple just since last week, basically. Uh, the the equivalent to the the crypt in the vault for the Comics Monthly as uh, a new Patreon kind of perk, uh, along with the, the the bonus episode a month, uh, where you get to submit or patrons get to submit trades and collections that uh, will go into the list. The list will be public once it's got a few titles on it, and we'll pick them for the monthly episode that we do on Patreon for those in the $5 tier. Um, it is called The Fortress. That's yeah, alright. <laughs> yeah, because every other it's better, option... It's better than all the shite you were throwing around before. Exactly, exactly. And because you said you're just going to call it the library, I went out of my way not to call it the library, because I'm not letting you be right. So it's yeah. called the Fortress. Uh, I actually put the put the post up with the link to submit for our five dollar patrons uh, before we started recording this. So it's already there. You can go check it and submit stuff. Um, it's, it's worth noting for our patrons. We we put up our monthly episode this week. We did, yeah. Green Lantern Earth One, uh, Volume One. Yeah. We talked about real, that. real, you know, fresh and topical. And next month you get to vote on what we're going to do. We do. So, we've not yeah. we've not picked what those four options are yet, but it will be up by next week's episode, absolutely. And you'll have a couple of weeks to vote. And then we'll uh, do it before the end of uh, May. So that's the that is the plan for the obviously check out patreon.com slash TV for all that stuff. Uh, pretty much all that stuff is in the five dollar tier. But if you want to just support us a little bit uh, more than what you would if you're watching ads on YouTube, you can give us a dollar a month uh, just to feel warm and fuzzy inside. Uh, but otherwise, just support us by liking and subscribing and commenting and letting us what you think and maybe sharing us on the Twitters and other things, all all sorts of things you can do to help out the show. Uh, but uh, that is that is so you know tell us what you thought of the, the the books this week and to comments like subscribe all the usual stuff, um and yeah we'll be back next week Matt will be back uh, we got no justice or we got DC Nation rather and then no justice after that yeah. we got all these things happening big big stuff so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep reading comics and always remember to never get lost in the speed force.